0: Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us again. This is episode number three of our new podcast, Putting the Horse First. This is a short, less than 10 minutes of myself, Isabeau, and my co-host, Callie. We are finishing up our conversation with Hannah Cooper, who lives in New Jersey. Hannah is telling us about her experiences putting the horse first in rescuing horses in the past 15 or so years. So please enjoy the end of our conversation. And uh, at the end of our talk, there's some follow-up information of how you can get in touch with us if you'd like to.
1: For Hannah, with your... you ha- you. Own- A rescue, you have a rescue. I pulled my own horse from the kill pen 15 or so years ago and as a yearling and trained him. And then I started doing that with other people's horses, people who have already pulled rescues or pulled. I mean, I use rescue lightly because they're not coming from a rescue. They're just coming from an auction or a worse situation and they need, they need figuring out. And so I would help them with them or sometimes I would pull them myself. You're you're the epitome of someone who puts the horse first by doing this for horses that need a better situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's like last year I finally pulled the trigger and ended up selling one of the ones that I really, really, really like. I think I liked him more than he liked me, but um, (laughs) I ended up following him. He's got a great home with, she's a 12 year old girl who is, you know, doing some shows with him and spoils him rotten. And it took me, I think I, I got him in 2016 and I just could not figure him out. I could not figure him out for the life of me. And I was like, you know what, like, this is This relationship, this partnership is just not working and a different person and I need to focus on, you know, my main horse. And so that was, it was hard, but it was a really beneficial decision because then my other horses weren't, I mean, he, he mostly was getting the shaft, actually, because I would focus on all the other horses. I mean, I think, side note, but I think a lot of people who are in my shoes or people who work with rescues or even just train horses, it's hard to balance out all the horses. And it's easy to kind of drown in having too many horses. Too, you're saving too many horses, and then there's not enough attention for all of them. Yeah. So that, that's that hard decision of, okay, when is, when is enough enough? But then also for him, he's, you know, finding that right owner who he meshes well with with and who will make sure to put him first too.
0: Hannah, to refresh my memory. So I'm trying to remember the name of the auction in, in New Jersey.
1: The auction where I got all of mine from, it used to be called Camelot.
0: Yeah, it, was, yes. it
1: was in Cranberry, New Jersey. Yes. And then they switched ownership. One of the people who actually went there regularly as a, as a dealer and would, would buy horses and flip them, they bought the auction after the owner had passed and they changed the name to Cranberry Sale Stables. Yep. And they operated very similarly for a while which is when I, I got the ones that I had, but now they're trying to up their clientele. The prices are a lot higher. It is an auction that I think it's called Helping Hearts Equine in Millstone, New Jersey. They... We're kind of the front runners that would go and take pictures of all the horses, write down all the descriptions and post them online. And this was before the Facebook page, Mm -hmm. then eventually switched over to the Facebook page. And now the, the CHW network is what it was called. They, they don't post anymore. You just have to go directly to the cranberry sales stables page. And I don't think they even post the prices. I think you have to call and ask. So gotcha.
0: Yes. Well, the prices of all the horses have uh, gone up since COVID, which really, really shocked me. Yes. Um, I think there is a new person that um, the, they're letting into the big auction in Pennsylvania uh, for. Oh,
1: Penny Parker.
0: Is yes. that who you're thinking of? Yeah. Like, yes, like within the last few weeks. They let her in. I'm not sure why, but she's been posting more horses there.
1: Yeah, she's been for a couple of years now. I think she's been a good contact, even if someone wants to surrender a horse or if someone's looking for a horse or she'll... She would go, I remember seeing her at, at Cranberry. She would go and bid for people too. I watched mm-hmm. a little bit on Facebook and I, would, I I got into it a little bit watching. And like you said, my heartstrings were pulled yes. and I said, okay, this is not what you need to be doing right now. Yes.
0: So. It's, it's <laughs> have have My
1: logical side, take over my emotional side. <laughs> That's good. It's, it's dangerous. I had to tell myself, un, I had to unfollow pages on Facebook. I was like, I'm not allowed yeah. to go to those pages because in t- 2016, I bought two horses is, which is like it's all easy right
0: it's easy to do yes uh, well Hannah thank you so much for being our first guest yeah first. of course yeah thank, thank you Hannah fun. yeah great to well, talk fun. I'm glad those videos that I made way too long ago for
1: both of us <laughs> <laughs> I still have I still have them some of them I think are on Facebook actually they'll pop up All in the, my face oh my goodness with with sean it's sean oh, sean
0: Porter is riding
1: now right
0: did i yes that? yes she's
1: oh, she's riding him now she's the only one i rode him a little bit in the fall when i was pregnant because he's super safe and i would just take him on a walk because he felt neglected. Yeah. but um she's riding him now he's like semi-retired he is 27 now oh. he's like crazy to me he's that old but yeah yeah
0: was blessed with the amazing wonder pony that all teenage girls want and need yeah, sure. <laughs> and how is he like is he 14 hands probably?
1: he's he is like 14 too he's right on the board right
0: on or this adorable yeah, little was perfect and he did everything
1: he, he was so good he the all, he would get upset sometimes he would throw a little hissy fits but nothing ever like just stomping like nothing ever crazy he yeah. was so safe he put up I remember two weeks after I got him I went to a Daniel Stewart clinic and he just kept going and going and going and going he never quit and I was like wow this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> he's such a good boy but he's also a good example of I that I wanted to learn to jump and he just he hated it he hated jumping so much he's like I do dressage only don't make me do this
0: (laughs) so he and Eli are opposites well that's good good and and at that young of an age you got to you could hear his feedback you know you that you're like you weren't just so jump crazy but you're like "Hmm, this horse does not seem to like this
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and it's it takes some deciphering i think because like like earlier you know is it is the horse refusing because of saddle fit because of health or because they just really don't like it yeah you know, there's multiple reasons why but then when a horse likes something there's no denying it like eli does not refuse unless the jump is like a big monster that's gonna eat him no otherwise he will always no matter what even if i set him up terribly he will still do it and then i fall off. (laughs) all
0: right well uh next time there's a Uh, those clinics are running. I'll send you one of the uh, uh, information on the how to fall off the horse clinic. Yes, that, that, would,
1: that would be helpful. Yeah. I'm not, don't want to fall off anymore. I'm to, to, to fall off safely. It. How to fall yes. off safely. Yes.
0: <laughs> how to impact the ground.
1: That's the key uh, word. Yes. That might be good for my mom too, actually. Yes. her her horse isn't too massive but you know that's a concern of hers for sure because she she couldn't ride it all last summer because we did a hunter pace in may and my horse spooked but i didn't fall off but because my horse spooked her horse spooked and she fell off Ah. and she did something to her head so she couldn't ride all summer oh ouch ouch. i may have
0: to shoot her a message maybe we should have your mom on our
1: podcast too that would be good yeah i had her on mine
0: at one point so all right well we We'll let you go, and I think Kelly has stuff to do too. But thank you so much for meeting us. Yes, thank you, Hannah. This was
1: a blast. Thank you. Great. Um, Let's do it again. Let's do it again sometime. Hey, anytime, anytime.
0: (laughs) All right, all right, ladies. Hello, everybody. I'm just popping in here at the end to say thank you very much for joining us for. Part two of our conversation, um, I'm Isabeau Salas, and Callie Conn and I were chatting with uh, Hannah Cooper, who uh, lives and works in New Jersey, and this is episode three of our new podcast, Putting the Horse First. Uh, if you have any feedback about our podcast, you want to ask us any questions, if you want to come on our podcast and tell us your horse stories or tell us about how you put the horse first... Um If you'd love to hear anything about the training program, Kelly and I were in an online classical dressage training program in 2022. Shoot us an email putting the horse first, that's number one ST at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.